Trey Sweeney, for as tall as he is as a shortstop, has good speed. I was impressed with that, Mike. Oh, definitely. I mean, when I saw him hit that you know, that line drive into the shortstop and he and he beat that thing out, I mean, the speed that he had and the stride was, was truly amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I didn't. I was surprised about that. You know, I didn't see him. I haven't seen him run like that before. So, um, it was very impressive to to see him come in there and uh, demonstrate some of the skills that he has. It was. I liked it. Hey, what'd you think about Austin Gothier, Austin Brubaker? I know you wrote a big long story about him. How he actually had more walks last year than he did strikeouts. And he had a WRC plus over 150. And for all of those guys, I know you hammered this point home, Austin. For any guy who does that at least one time in their career, 75% of those guys have made the major leagues. And of that 75% of guys that have made the major leagues, 25% of them have become all-stars. So if you were surprised that Austin Gothier walked today, you haven't been paying attention a whole lot to, uh, to Dodgers Daily, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Austin Gothier is a really intriguing prospect that the Dodgers have in their system. He's got a unique skill set that you don't see come through the minor leagues often as well and that was the initial hook of the story that i wrote for him about oh maybe a month or two ago i was able to release that um he walks more than he strikes out and it's not just that case because there's been a plenty of players that have done that not a ton recently because of the incredibly high strikeout rates that are persistent throughout minor leagues he also was incredibly productive while doing so having a wrc plus of 150 this past season another element that's so cool about his game is he's versatile positionally so you got to see him turn the double play unassisted uh or threw it to first base uh and during the later part of the game you got to see some of his defensive ability at second base he can move around to shortstop to third base he played some in left and right field as well he's got a lot of positional versatility that you look for in the modern game he walks a lot which is something that is heavily emphasized he doesn't strike out an enormous clip in fact he walks more than he strikes out so watching him get that walk this past week uh or today uh was just something that was really cool to see and then it's going to be about those batted balls that he is able to put in play he does have enough power i think he had for 12 home runs this past season and when he has creates such a high floor for himself when he walks at close to an 18 percent clip when he strikes out at, at closer to like a 15 percent clip he's just creating such a high floor yeah. for himself that he can just move off of where if he hits for a lot of power or hits for some that 15 home run power that he's able to generate and even if he gets down to a babbit of around 300 he's going to be a really good incredibly valuable piece for this organization they can move him around i compare him to being the next chris taylor of this organization because of his positional versatility i think he has a really good high floor maybe not the power upside of chris taylor but maybe he does have a lot of that upside austin gothier is one of those guys that you're going to be seeing a lot of in spring training and i think eventually he's just too valuable of a piece that you're going to see him get called up to the big leagues at some point whether that be this season if they want to add him to the 40 man early and then play him maybe a little bit later in the season or if there's no room in 2025 because this guy is too good you're not going to let this guy to go to the rule five draft uh austin gothier just has those high floor type of skills that are just so 
incredibly valuable. And that's not to limit some of his upside, too, because his upside is incredibly high. And so being able to see him go out there, get the walk, turn the play, this is not the last you're going to see of Austin Gauthier. Mike, what do you think about Alex Vesia? Roy, there's a comment in here. He wasn't real impressed with Alex Vesia. He's not impressed overall with Alex Vesia. What were your thoughts on him? Um, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm kind of the same way. You know, I, when Vesia first came up and, you know, came up with the Dodgers, you know, a few years ago, I thought he was, you know, a very good pitcher, a very good, consistent left-hander. And then all of a sudden he just went, you know, I don't want to say he went downhill, but he kind of digressed, you know, quite a bit, you know, for the past two years, you know, Vesia starts the year off, you know, not so well. We had to send him back to OKC, you know, for, you know, to get some instruction and to figure some stuff out. And, and, you know, then he comes back and then he has like an amazing, you know, uh, second half of the season. Um, but, you know, today's, you know, outing for it. I, I don't think he, again, he, he didn't look comfortable. Um, he looked like he was rushing a lot. Um, his pitches weren't going where, where he wanted. He gave up the home run, um, which he did a lot of last year, you know, in the beginning before he went uh, back, back down to OKC. So I wasn't too impressed by Vesia. Uh, but I'm not really too surprised about his outing either. Um, so uh, I hope he figures some stuff out. I think that he will. Um, he does have the ability to come back strong and be able to, to contribute, um, which he did last year, you know, at the second half of the season where he came out and he was pretty dominant, you know, uh, the second half of the season last year and the year before. So um, I'm glad it's happening now at spring training and not during the regular season, you know, like it has the last few years. So I, I'm hoping he figures it out, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to just wait and see. It is exhausting for me to watch him pitch, even like live. Like, if you get to see him in Oklahoma City, it's like he's like just nervous tick after nervous tick after nervous tick. And it's like it just exhausts you watching it. It's like, oh, my God, I can't tell if this guy is just uncomfortable or nervous or if this is just how he acts. But but literally, it's like it's like, wow, man, this this is exhausting to see. So, yeah, Alex Fessy, it's going to be interesting. The Dodgers have a million left-handers. I'm going to say it straight up. I said it last night, and I'm going to say it with conviction and probably with bias, too, and that's okay. John Rooney looked better than Alex Vesia today, Austin Brubaker. Yes, he did, and this is something that you started off the live stream last night with, talking about Alec Gamboa and John Rooney. I'm sure there's people in the audience that might have said, okay, why are they talking about those guys around the eve of spring training? Yes. Because these guys are fighting for those last couple roster spots. They're fighting not just for that, but they're fighting for a spot on the 40-man roster. They're fighting for opportunities, whether that be with the Dodgers or whether that be with another organization. And I think a lot of teams can look at John Rooney's outing today albeit it was later in the game he wasn't facing up against the Padres starter but still you perform to the ability that you can and you don't control the fitters the hitters that you're able to face and John Rooney what he with what he was able to do today came out and shoved and was able to perform this is a big spring for John Rooney this is a big spring for Alec Gamboa it's also a big spring for Alex Vesia who has one minor league option left it is not guaranteed that he's going to make this team on opening day. He's going to have to fight. He's going to have to earn that spot. They did sign Justin Wilson as that insurance piece. They also have guys that are up 
coming up through the minor league system who are incredibly talented, who are 26, 27 years old, on the cusp of reaching their big league dreams, reaching their big league goals, and have done everything they possibly can and everything this organization has asked for them. And John Rooney was able to go out there and perform, and that's exactly what he needs to do ignore all of this distractions ignore exactly what the dodgers will do go out there and perform and some team is going to take notice because i'm sure the padres even though it was 14 to 1 took notice of that and i'm sure other organizations since this is the only game that was on today were watching this game and saw john Rini go yes. out there and pitch Great and point, that Austin. is huge because every single other organization is looking for talent and so you have the eyes of every single team watching you and so if the Dodgers don't want to call you up to the big leagues perhaps it's going to work out with another organization just like these guys get taught you're auditioning for every single team this was a great showcase for John Rooney obviously we hope Alex Vesia is able to perform a little bit better I still have confidence that he will come up and will make a difference onto this club I still have confidence that he's still working through some of the rust on his system obviously not everybody's going to come into spring training and be out there but this was a really good outing for john rooney something to build off of continue to work continue to strive and your opportunity will come at some point and you saw mike with rooney you saw the long link to him he cross fires which means he, he lands on the first base side so he's delivering the ball behind a lefty then he had that good sweeping look to it so mm-hmm. you could really see how john rooney is very difficult on lefties. And then also keep in mind, he can. you saw the kind of the slide step part of his game. He has picked off 22 innings worth of runners at first base. So not just will he be good with lefties because you see the crossfire and the sweep that is so difficult for lefties to hit. He also could come in and control the running game, which Austin always mentions the margins, Mike. Those margins matter. Oh, they definitely matter. I mean, you know, you hold a pitcher or a runner on first base because you're afraid you're going to get picked off. You know, it could be the difference in the game sometimes, you know, with it. You know, Rudy did an excellent job um, coming out there and throwing and shoving the way that he did. You know, kind of like what Austin was saying, you know, I, I, I go to spring training every single year, and every single year I see scouts and, you know, they're sitting up in the seats and they're, you know, evaluating all the players. You know, you see more scouts coming in, you know, after the fourth inning because that's when all the prospects are coming in. You know, and so they're getting a good look at everybody. So, um, yeah, he, he put on a demonstration today. Um, Alex Vesia should be worried, you know, um, you know, seeing some of these younger guys coming up and, and shoving the way that they are. You know, I think all the pitchers, all the prospect pitchers today did, you know, an excellent job, even though they did pitch, you know, only one inning. You know, as the games go on, they'll pitch multiple innings as, as, as time goes by. But, uh, yeah, they, they came in and just, you know, tore it up. I was completely excited and to see all of them come in there and just, you know, do as well as they did. Harley Anderson is on, and, and we, hey, we have a good chat. We appreciate everybody coming back. Ela Shiva, why'd the show stop and then restart? I think it's because I played too many highlights, and so I learned a lesson there. I haven't done any post-game shows with live highlights like that. Usually I keep them, like, 10 to 15 seconds at a time, so I think I played them too long. So I'm just going to go ahead and be conservative and not play any more highlights for the rest of this show. So you live and you learn. Uh, That's something that I learned there, so that's why we stopped and restarted. But, hey, would you have liked to have seen Dalton Rushing get more than one at bat? We have that comment, Austin. Oh, um, obviously I I got this chance to see Dalton Rushing take a lot more than one at bat this past season, and that would be (laughs) something – 
through the course of spring training, I'd love to see Dalton Rushing just get more at basket, more accustomed to more of the upper level big league type pitching, even though he was coming in later in the game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Dalton Rushing will get more opportunities. He'll get more at bats. Dodgers are going to want to get a little bit more of a look at Dalton Rushing. I think we saw a little bit today, obviously, one plate appearance. He did strike out during that plate appearance. I don't think he took a swing. He might have taken maybe one swing. Um, that is part of Dalton Rushing's game that is still going to kind of similar to, uh, I put it kind of similar to the position that Taylor Young, T.Y., when you talked to him, talked about him perhaps being a little bit too passive on the ba uh, up at the plate. You can see that being part, a little bit part of Dalton Rushing's game at time. And so the pitchers were able to ambush him a little bit. But don't freak out. Dalton Rushing has all the potential in the world. If you want to just see a small glimpse of that potential, watch the Midwest League Championship Series and watch him go out there and perform. Game one had a couple of home runs. He was clutch in every single one of those games. And even though he hit 228 this past season, one, that's only 5% worse than the league average in the Midwest League. So that honestly, in the Midwest League, that's not too terrible, but was still able to put up really good, really solid 146 WRC plus numbers, was able to walk at an incredible rate, dealt with an injury midseason, which led to an 0 for 30 type skid where he just wasn't in there in the right performance. Um, Dalton Rushing has all the potential in the world, and there's a reason why so many prospect lists have him at the top of those lists is because of that incredible talent that he has. He's going to get more opportunities in the future. They will come. You will see. I don't believe this is the last you're going to see of him in spring training, and if it is, you'll see him a lot in Tulsa this upcoming season, and I think he's going to put on a show. Yeah, hey, I, I'm going to throw this one back to you again, Austin, too, because I know you've seen him quite yep. a bit. And Harley Anderson, one of our wonderful baseball guys out in the audience, Harley just is, is just an awesome baseball person. First of all, what do I always say about our audience, Austin? Oh, it's not the biggest, but it is the best. Best baseball there. crowd out there. Again for yeah, yeah, thank no you guys doubt. for rejoining us after the stream went down. No doubt. Harley is definitely one of those guys. And one thing that he liked about John Rooney is that he said he throws strikes. You know, but the interesting part about that is that until the beginning of last year, throwing strikes actually was John Rooney's Achilles heel. It was like he had really good stuff. He had the back foot slider. He had explosive strikeout stuff, but didn't throw enough strikes. And so it's just so cool to see somebody like Harley Anderson who knows so much about baseball that didn't see John Rooney last year or the year before last year, that this is all that he's seen of John Rooney, that that's their opinion of him because that's how hard John Rooney has worked to figure out how to get the ball in the strike zone and off of barrels. That's really cool, isn't it, Austin? Oh, that's, that is really cool, and that is a testament to just seeing these guys put in the work. They're working on so many different things through the course of the season to better their game. Sometimes the results don't always show, although if you look at John Rooney's results last season, they showed, and he was really able to perform because he was working on those smaller things, getting the ball more in the strike zone. Some of those areas that might have been a weakness before can turn into an advantage for you, and it's really cool to see John Rooney be able to turn that into more of an advantage where he can throw more strikes and he can become more effective. And then he can throw pitches outside of the zone that yeah. nobody can hit. And because he's throwing so many pitches in the zone, hitters are going to press and they're going to swing at those. 
Mike and Two Hardy also says it's big for all these minor leaguers because hey, this is their shot. This is their shot on the big field to show everybody what they have. And a guy like John Rooney, you mentioned it last night when I was going on my tangent, Austin, but this is for Mike here, that, hey, John Rooney, he just has to go out there and make it to where the Dodgers can't say no to him. So this is big for these minor leaguers. That's why I'm so excited right now, right? Exactly. I mean, it's big for all of them, not you know, not just for Rooney. You know, it's a, it's it's big for every prospect that's going to be coming in, you know, for the uh, the month, the, the last months or the last weeks of – February all the way up and through March, you know, this is when they display, you know, their talents and, and show everybody what they have and, you know, what they can do. And, you know, this is who they are, you know, and like I was saying, you know, those scouts that are in, that are in the stands, they're paying attention to all that and they're, they're writing everything down, you know, cause it's, it's every team, you know, there's a lot of different teams that are in the stands and there's a lot, you know, I go to, oh, when I go to spring training every year, I go to every single game. I just don't go see the Dodgers. Right. You know, I'll go see the Cubs play. You know, I'll go see the Diamondbacks play. I go to all the stadiums, you know, and watch. And when I look behind home plate, you know, it seems like the, at Dodger Stadium, they have the most scouts um, that are at their games, you know, looking to see what, you know, what our prospects are doing. And they're being evaluated all the time. So Rooney did great, you know, unlike, you know, and I'll, I'll go back to Vesia. You know how Vesia, you know, was thrown up in the zone the whole time and could, didn't really have any control of it. You know, Rooney came in there and just started, you know, throwing strikes. You know, just darting it right in there, and you know, and it showed. And he did a, a, an amazing job. Hey, how exciting was it for Drew Avens to get in there, Austin, and get a base hit? Now, I know it was one of those what I call Texas leaguers. It was kind of a humpback liner, so I mean, it's not like you just smashed it or anything. I get that, but it. Hey, when it comes to Drew Avens. He's had such a tough path at this. This is going to be, if he goes back to Oklahoma City, his fourth season in AAA, right? He does, if there's baseball gods, Austin, he deserves every single break he can possibly get. So it was exciting to see Drew Avens get on the big field and get a base hit, right? Oh, it's so exciting. It's so exciting to see Drew Avens, one of those guys that has fought and clawed for every single thing every single opportunity that he can get. And he spent a lot of time in Oklahoma City. I'm sure he's sick and tired of Oklahoma City and wants to get an opportunity at the big league club, but he's still fighting. He's still working on that dream. And to see all of this hard work to start to pay off a little bit, even if it's just moments of that hard work paying off where he gets a hit in big league camp, he opens it up on a really good positive note. He is able to run the bases really well. He's able to show that he is a gritty, tough baseball player. That is who Drew Avens is. And he is a leader of the Oklahoma City uh, baseball club now and I think he is a it was really cool to see him get that opportunity today get him get him into camp get a base hit be able to have some success uh, really cool because there's few people who deserve it more than Drew Avens because of how much he has fought for this one thing is as much as I watch the Dodgers and I follow it and and I do all that and we all do that it spring training every year it's like, oh, I didn't know we signed that veteran. I didn't know we had – it's like there's three or four to five guys that I'm like, I had no clue we even signed that guy. So, Padlow is one. Owings is another. So, what would you think about those veterans that maybe you didn't even know were, were in the Dodgers system, Mike? I thought I, I thought they do, did very well. But I want to go back to Drew Avens a little bit, you know, because I, I think Drew Avens – I'm going to you know say it right now. I think Drew, Drew Avens is going to have one of the, the, the better – um, performances uh, this spring training out of everybody. 
I think he's going to come out, you know, and bring and bring some hitting, um, show off his arm in the outfield, and I think he's going to and show the speed that he has um, to be able to run bases and to steal. I I think he's going to come out and, you know, he's going to impress a lot of people this year more than what he did last year. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to say about Drew Avens. Um, Padlo, you know, he, you know, what, what do you say about him, man? He he just dropped the bomb in the first inning, he you know, did. and scored an extra, you know, two two runs, you know, that that was there. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he has. Um, I don't know the exact positions that he played. I mean, he played mostly for first base, you know, mostly all the game, um, you know, today. You know, and we have that first baseman already. So, you know, what what are the stats? On, I, don't, I don't know his stats on. And, and we have the DH, at. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we do have the DH already, you know, that's there. So, um, you know, I, I thought he did great. He's a big kid. Um, very big, um, got a lot of power into him. Um, he seemed to have done a really good job at, at first base, you know, when they threw some, um, God, what game, or who was it who, you know, smashed his, went and, and dug the ball out and smashed his face on the ground and his glasses were off and threw it to first base and he was totally stretched out, yeah. you know, just getting the ball, just trying to get the out. That was cool. Yeah, you know, so, um, I, I, I was very impressed with him. We had a question. Do you have video of Rooney? So what I've transitioned to, I'm just going back to the video that I've taken, right? Because we, we, had the, we had the cutoff there for a second. So this obviously is not video from today's game, but this is live video of John Rooney. So you can see him in action, that crossfire, and the sweeping action of his pitches. So you're looking at John Rooney, who had a really good game today. Okay, Cody Hosey. I was, it was just super pumped to see Cody Hosey, Austin, you know I've mentioned him several different times. People ask me who's the best defensive infielder in the system. Probably Miguel Rojas. Right behind him easily is Cody Hosey. Cody Hosey is elite defensively. He has offensive upside. He has all the tools. He did have the oblique injury that, that you know two years ago that he had a hard time getting over. He had a couple of injuries last year. Not going to sugarcoat it, though. Cody Hosey has not found his offensive game. He is totally capable of doing it. And one thing, I mentioned this, we're looking at John Rooney here. We'll get to Cody Hosey video here in a minute. And we're looking at Rooney because we had a suggestion about watching him. Is that Jason Martin, when I talked to him last year, it really struck me. And he, I think he was 25 years old last year. I think he's in the, in the KBL right now. He point blank said in our interview, hey, every single professional baseball player's timeline is different when you're as talented as Cody Hosey there's a reason why the Dodgers haven't gotten rid of this guy even though he's a first round draft pick and has not point blank has not played good offense as a professional baseball player yet I can't sugarcoat that Austin but the Dodgers know that that potential is still there they know that everybody's timeline is different and they're going to give this guy every chance to figure out why he was the first round draft pick that they saw him be originally yeah, this is a massive, massive season for Cody Hosey and his journey to try to get up to the big leagues. His timeline is not the same as every other big leaguer because nobody's timeline is exactly the same. These guys 
it's not a linear timeline as often says so it's been a lot of ups it's been a lot of downs he's been great defensively he's battled through a ton of injuries there's still a little bit of hope at the end of the tunnel and i know for a lot of people they might have given up on cody hose they had high hopes for him when he was drafted in the first round but might have lost complete hope with him um last season he really was able to showcase and generate a little bit of better numbers towards the second half of the season, which might indicate that maybe there is just a little bit of something left in that offensive profile. Health. Again, health. Still, that he's still battling through injuries. He yeah. was able to get healthy in, through July through September, had a 93 WRC+, plus, which is still a little bit below league average. But with the defensive profile that he has when he's getting a little bit healthier, that is a much better sign. That's closer to the level of production that a Jose Ramos type yes. had that through the course Good of point. the entire double-A season. He was able to limit some of his strikeouts, walk a little bit, uh, and then if he's able to hit for a little bit of power, which he showcased. And even with this July through September, 266 batting average and balls in play. Which means perhaps if that goes back up to league average of 300, there's more offensive profile that you could see in Cody Hosey. I'm not saying this to say that Cody Hosey will bounce back and be an impact player for this team. I'm saying don't give up on Cody Hosey yet. That's why the Dodgers haven't given up on him. I think there still could be something in there. It's going to be a massive year for him to be able to prove himself uh, at the big league level. I hope that he is able to... Get, I hope that he's able to stay healthy through the course of the season so he has that opportunity to prove himself. Mike, if the Dodgers just thought, hey, we were wrong on this guy, he's just not the player we thought he was going to be as the first-round draft pick, they would have been gone with this guy a long time ago, right? There's a reason why he's still in the organization. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, the Dodgers organization just doesn't give up on on, on players um, that easy. You know, look, you know, Look what they did with Syndergaard, you know, how yeah. long they kept him around, you know, even though he was, you know, struggling as, you know, as bad, as much as he would. You know, it was good to see, you know, Hosey, you know, go in there, you know, rip that ball down the line and drive in two. You know, that, that was amazing. That was good you to know, see. And, and, showed, and showed off his speed, you know, that, you know, that he has. Um, and like you, like you guys were saying, I mean, I don't have, I can't say too much more because of what, you, what you've already said. But, you know, if he could stay healthy. And he can figure things out, and he can, you know, better himself and, and add some more confidence. You know, I think he's going to be doing just fine. You know, and I think the God, the the Dodgers are going to give him the leeway to do that, and the coaching staff, you know, that's going to be able to help him improve his game and show him that he is the number one draft pick. You know, and he needs to start showing it a little bit more. Another guy that was very impressive today. Lots of knees and elbows, the big high. This is actually video that you took from Springfield, Missouri, Austin. Do you remember That's this video? actually, what is that? Is that Springfield, Missouri? I believe yeah, it, it sure is. is. That it, sure yeah. is. Yeah, I, the, the people can't see it right there, so I'm going to actually change this. Yeah, there but Kevin go. Gowdy, see that big, long, funky leg kick there? Lots of knees and elbows. A young man out of Santa Barbara, California. Now, here's the story behind Kevin Gowdy. It's very similar to Ricky Venasco. He's a guy that the Rangers just couldn't quite tap into the way that they wanted. They DFA'd him, eventually traded him to the Dodgers. The Dodgers got with him, and about halfway through last year, of course, they moved him to the pen. About halfway through last year, 
They moved him to a two-seam. So Kevin Gowdy is one of those guys. Let me back up just a little bit and go all Austin Brubaker here on some of the advanced analytics, right, and see if I can explain them as well as you do, Austin. Okay, so a spin rate, 2,300 is kind of the cutoff. So if you're 2,300 or above, they want you throwing the four-seam because they want the good carry, right? If you're below... 2300 then you're not going to get enough good you're not going to get enough carry and and so you need your fastball to move more to stay off of barrels so kevin gowdy is one of those type pitchers that's always in the middle i mean it's like his spin rate is 29.70 then one pitch it's like or 22.70 and the next pitch it's like 2301 and it's like Okay, well, should this guy be a four-seam or should be a two-seam guy? So they've never been able to really figure out that formula for him. So you know what they did with him about halfway through last year? They made him a four-seam and a two-seam guy. And it was absolutely dynamite for this guy. You saw the two-seam. This isn't from today because we can't play today's video. But about the third pitch of the game, I've got it on all my social medias. You see that pitch that, that's right in on a right-hander that has that little right turn? That's the two-seam that they gave him last year that he exclusively threw towards the end of last season. And, by the way, that two-seam is 98 miles an hour. It's approaching 100 with that funky leg kick. Kevin Gowdy, just like Ricky Venasco, there's a reason why he got to pitch in the first spring training game this year, and that's because the Dodgers really like this guy. And he carried a lot of momentum into the offseason and into 2024. Yeah, he sure did. And I don't know the exact date when they made that switch. So I was just looking it up right now. Let's just use August 1st. That's towards the later of the season. That gives you a good month and see a half. See that right there? That was, sorry, size. Austin. That was a two-seam right there. Let me, let me back that up. You can see that yeah, two-seam yeah. right here. Right there. That pitch. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, I, I was just about to say, I'm just using a sample size. August 1st of last season through the end of the season, September 16th time uh, type of time frame. So just looking at the overall numbers from a Kevin Gowdy, he had an ERA of 4.93-ish. The FIP and XFIP were a little bit lower, more in the 4.5. But in the past, in the last month and a half, and this goes back a little bit more into July too, uh, but from August 1st until September 16th, 2.41 ERA, 3.00 FIP. He was striking out 31% of hitters, walking about 13 and a half. So you see a little bit more of that performance. The results start to showcase once they made that transition towards the later half of the season. He really started to perform. And I think that's a really good explanation that you had. Spin rate, you kind of want it, you typically want to be either one or the other, either a high spin, can throw the fastball up in the zone, or a low spin, you can kind of generate a little bit of movement, get some more weaker contact. With him being a little bit in between, you have to be a little bit creative on how you want to approach that, how you want to adapt. And this former second round pick, I think still has a lot of potential in that arm and the Dodgers are starting to tap into it. Yes. I'm curious to see what he's able to do, how his development is able to continue to grow because Man, you just look at the overall numbers and you say there's nothing really there. But if you understand the context, you understand what these guys are working through. And once they made yep. that adjustment, some of the results that they are able to showcase, you start to realize, hey, he's actually a pretty good, solid pitcher that we have in this system. And then you see the depth of this minor league system and the ability for these Dodgers to work with these guys and help them overcome a lot of the struggles where a lot of other organizations might not be able to see exactly the same things that the Dodgers are 
try some of the same things that the Dodgers will do, and they're able to get a lot of good success out of these guys. So Kevin Gowdy's one of those guys, came in from another organization, but the Dodgers are able to tap into something, and this pitching lab continues to generate talent. And by the way, Mike, this is kind of cool because Austin and I have seen Kevin Gowdy quite a bit, and then I'm sure you watched him kind of as a as all the other fans did, like, huh, who's this guy? I haven't really seen this guy a whole lot in action. And so it'd be interesting to get your take, but kind of a cool story on him. Trevor Betancourt went to UC Santa Barbara, and while Trevor Betancourt was at UC Santa Barbara, him and Kevin Gowdy became good friends because Kevin is from the city of Santa Barbara, right? Okay, and so Trevor Betancourt, whenever he signed with the Dodgers, Gowdy then signed with the Dodgers, and they both played on the same team, and they were pumped about that. They were roommates, and Trevor Betancourt's dog's name is is Biscuit. And so <laughs> Biscuit's like this really cool dog, right, like the team dog. And the only person on earth, there's two people on earth that Biscuit will whimper for when they leave. One is Trevor Betancourt, who's his daddy, right? The second one is Kevin Gowdy. So if you ever get to see Kevin Gowdy, ask him about Biscuit. He will smile from ear to ear. <laughs> That's the, mean, the meaningless antidote, but I had to get it out there, right? <laughs> it was good to see a, a hometown kid because I'm from Santa Barbara. So, um, yeah, it was good to see him, you know, come in there today, you know, and throw the way that he did, you know, get that one strike out. You know, he gave up a couple of hits, but, you know, that's okay. You know, he came in there with a solid, you know, one inning just like everybody else did and performed very well. You know, that was my first time seeing him pitch, you know, which which was today. You know, after reading some stuff, you know, that you did, you know, what Austin has, has talked about, you know, with him, you know, it put a lot of stuff into perspective for me. And I was able to go, okay, you know, I see what you guys are talking about now. You know, his pitch mix that he has um, is very solid right now. And... You know, this isn't going to be the last time you see him pitch this year, you know, especially in spring training. He'll be back, you know, at least a few more times. And I'm looking forward to seeing him. Okay, guys, what we're going to do, I actually deleted that first live that we did. So we're just going to kind of circle back around and we're going to circle back around to where we started this game. So, hey, the game started off with Gavin Stone. I think that definitely was a statement by the Dodgers organization that, hey, Gavin, we have confidence in you. We love the adjustments we made with you that you made last year and the way that you executed them. And we have so much confidence in you that, hey, here's the ball. Go take it and run with it. And I thought Gavin Stone did a great job of that, Austin. Yes, he did an amazing job from the first pitch when he was able to throw it out there and throw that first pitch strike. Uh, you were able to see kind of the confidence that Gavin Stone was able to pitch with just start to grow and generate and continue to develop throughout his outing. I know it was just a one-inning outing, but he showcased a lot of good adjustments, a lot of great skills in that outing. He was able to pitch more of the east to west at times, and because he was able to throw and generate a lot of really good strikes, he was able to use his changeup that is so nasty that we've talked about being a 70-plus grade pitch as a real weapon. Gavin Stone came out there, performed really well, and really was able to establish himself and be the first staple of, hey, I'm in competition for potentially that last starting pitching spot out of camp. He's still very much in the mix. He's still got a lot of talent. He's worked through so many different adjustments. Last season, really good learning curve. Obviously struggled at times. Had to change a couple of things about him. 
but we were able to see the work that he was able to put in some of the developments that he was able to make going a little bit more east to west being able to throw more pitches for strikes to where that changeup can become a weapon this is a really good development from gavin stone really difficult to generate and take too much away from just one spring training outing However, this was a statement from Gavin Stone and really excited to see. Struck out Fernando Tatis Jr. and did pitch really well against the Padres. How could you not be happy about that? No doubt, Mike. What'd you think about Gavin Stone? Gavin Stone was amazing. You know, I yeah, I think he did very well, you know, today. Uh, kind of like what Austin was saying. Came out, this was a statement game for him. You know, last year was was a learning curve for or a learning lessons for him. You know what he learned and and brought it into today's game you know his elevated fastball was very good you know granted he only threw 11 pitches you know for his first inning i mean that's basically what he threw and that's all it took for you know for him to get out of the inning you know which is very impressive unlike last year you know when he was up in the bigs you know he 11 pitches was just for, for one guy right you know um so you know he did it for you know three batters and so he did really well um, he showed what he has, you know, last year he did, you know, super well in, um, in spring training last year. Um, so I think he has a lot to build off. I think this has built his confidence back up again. Um, because, you know, last time that I saw him pitch at Dodger stadium, he just looked deflated. You know, he, he looked like, oh man, you know, what's, what's going on with me? You know, and then when he went down to OKC and, and was able to figure some stuff out, and start bringing this pitching back, you know, I think this was a big boost for him, and I hope it is for him because, you know, I really like Gavin Stone. I think he's going to be a really good pitcher for the Dodgers. What do you think about uh, Michael Grove today, Austin? What do you think about his performance? Yeah, uh, obviously Michael Grove was kind of that next man up. He's one of those guys who is fighting for that relief pitching role, one of those bullpen spots that very much is in a deep competition. We saw Michael Grove be able to succeed a lot this past season. I would say it wasn't the greatest outing that we've seen in Michael Grove. And that could be just because we have him to such a hold him to such a high standard because we know what he's able to do. Still didn't give up a single run. So this outing is not a failure. It was a success by that mark. But I think there's a lot more that he can work on, a lot more that he can develop. Perhaps there is a little bit of rust that he was still working on and that all of these guys are working on, whether they're on the pitching side or whether they're going up there swinging the bat or in the field. There's a lot of rust that has to come off. Michael Grove is going to still have all the ability in the world and all the opportunities to fight for a spot in this bullpen. He needs to just take a step back, calm down, and execute during this next outing and continue to put up zeros. No doubt about that. And then we'd also mentioned Kevin Padlow earlier. He had a huge bomb. So, hey, final thoughts here on what you saw from today's game. And then also Landon Knack getting the ball tomorrow. We'll start with you, Mike. So just one thing to add on Michael Grove. Don't forget, he hit 96 miles an hour today. You know, yeah, on some of his pitches. Yeah, I always you get know, a he, kick out of when people say he doesn't have a good fastball. He he yeah. definitely has a good fastball. Yeah. Just needs he to was, get comfortable. He was throwing some gas, you know, out there, and and I'll agree with Austin. He didn't look all that great today, but you know, he's got a lot of promise, and I think he'll be good. I'm I'm really looking forward to to seeing Nack um, come in and start um, for tomorrow. Um, see what he can do. You know, show again. You know show off his talents that he has and be able to, you know, to show the Dodgers and all the other teams that are going to be watching, you know, how he, how he pitches and how he dominates. So I'm looking forward to Knack. And just to add on to that, 
Um, Tyler Glass now starts on Saturday, and uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto is scheduled to start on Sunday also. All right, this is our first go at it at Riverside with the new computer and trying to get all the videos and all that stuff together. So, hey, when we do these lives, I kind of have a game plan exactly how this is going to work. So I, I hope you guys in the audience try to play as much video as I could, working on some, some new software and all that so things can actually be a lot better for the season. So, hey, it's spring training here at Dodgers Daily, too, trying to incorporate as many things and as many people as we can. So, Austin, any final thoughts about today or about what's coming up in the future? I mean, spring training is here. Dodgers baseball is back. We got to see the Dodgers come out and I mean how how much more could you ask for it we got to see the prospects who we really enjoy and we've seen these guys journeys go out there get opportunities and succeed you got to see the Dodgers win a baseball game they didn't just win a baseball game they beat the Padres who we enjoy seeing that they didn't just beat the Padres they destroyed the Padres it was 14 to 1 so you combine that they kicked with the ass, showcase Austin. of the prospects oh absolutely uh and you got to see a whole bunch of guys be able to contribute some guys who aren't the main contributors all the time at the big league level get to showcase some of their skills you got to see a great start outing from gavin stone and then you got to see a whole bunch of guys that i think it's probably i think it's really cool actually what we were able to do here at dodgers daily because if you're you've been a long time listener to this program beforehand you might not you might have gone through this game and about the fifth or sixth inning you might have looked around and not recognized anybody on the field but we've been talking about these guys for a long time, and we've been talking about the development that they have and some of the growth that they have to where you can go out and say, hey, that's Drew Avens out there in yeah. the outfield. Or, hey, there's Brandon Lewis out there. Or, and hey, we saw Ryan Ward today. We forgot to talk there. about him. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we saw Wardo as well. All of these different guys being able to see out there, go out there and be able to play in a Dodgers uniform. This game is incredibly hard. These guys are fighting for their dreams. They're fighting for opportunities. Continue to fight for those opportunities. Even when the light at the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel for the Dodgers, you might not be able to see it because of how much talent this club has. Other organizations are paying attention as well. So keep fighting. Spring training is a whole lot of fun. We are right back in the swing of things. And we're going to be having baseball for the next however many months. This is just the start of so many good things to come. We get Landon Knack on the mound tomorrow. He's fighting for an opportunity to pitch at the big league level, to fight for one of those last starting pitching roles. And we know that last season he was able to go out there and just shove and take all mm -hmm. of the people that forgot about Landon Knack and just remind them of who he is. So I expect that attitude, that grittiness, that fight to showcase who he is, to prove people wrong, to show up this upcoming season for Landon Knack. And he's going to continue to fight for his opportunity, fight for his dream. And that's what a lot of spring training is about. You get to see these guys develop, and you get to see the big league club just start to get ready because 2024 is going to be a phenomenal year for Dodgers baseball. Want to thank everybody out there for tuning in. We kind of threw this in at the last moment. And like I said, we have all new stuff. It's going to be great working through all the kinks. I promise as we go, this is going to end up being to where we can get to all these bells and whistles and get a whole bunch of people on here, get a whole bunch of different perspectives. So, hey, I hope you hung with us through all of that. And we just greatly appreciate all just the wonderful support. Guys, isn't the support we get here at Dodgers Daily just amazing? I mean, it's amazing, isn't it, Mike? Support, you know, is... is crazy you know we were having a bunch of di uh, discussion in discord and if you haven't followed the discord um you know go in there you know for the games 
and um, you know the discussion that was that we were having w w was great. You know the the questions that you know that everybody has is, is amazing. They're 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 quality questions. They're they're questions that you know that make me think. Yes, and hopefully make make um, you and Austin think also. Um, so I truly appreciate it, and you know I truly appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know to come on here and give a little bit of insight. You know you know, that I have. One thing I like to say is, you know, for the, for those of you that are in the chat, you know, um, highly recommend you guys get, get in there and watch the spring training games. Yeah. You know, because after the fourth or fifth quarter um, inning is when you're going to see a lot of the prospects, you know, starting to come in. Um, so go out there and, and, and you'll be able to see and recognize the names that we bring to you every single day, you know, and the articles that we all write, and you'll be able to say, okay, that that's knack. That's Finasco, you know. That okay, that's Andy Palhez, you know. Oh, okay, I, I, yeah. I understand what they're saying now. So that's after the fourth yeah. or fifth inning is when all those guys are going to come in. So yeah, and as soon as you do that, you'll start getting more invested into minor yep. league baseball to the point to where you're going to thirty plus games. You're driving down the road, driving for hours to <laughs> watch these guys play like right? I do. Uh, no, the support that you guys have has been absolutely phenomenal. You'd say very thoughtful and intelligent community that loves the Dodgers, loves the game of baseball, wants to see these guys be successful. And I think what uh, I think what we're doing here is I absolutely love being a part of it. I love doing that. Blast. Being able to interact with you guys. It, it's absolutely a you're absolutely we're absolutely blessed to be able to do this be surrounded 100%. by great people and to make an impact on these guys i know casey has been posting quite a bit about not just the dodgers but also guys that have moved on from the dodgers organization and let me tell you guys that means a lot to those players as well guys that we've seen that aren't going to make it to the big leagues to the dodgers at least but have opportunities to fight in other organizations that still means a lot to them because that shows a genuineness to that and we genuinely hope these guys succeed but we generally genuinely hope the dodgers are put the best team out there and win a world series this upcoming season and we're going to be covering it right along with you guys you guys are at the absolute best and we can't wait to cover dodgers baseball both at the major league level and at the minor league level this season I want to thank everybody for tuning in it's been a, just an absolutely wonderfully fun show it was an awesome game today for a prospects guy for a guy who's talked to almost all these guys talk about gavin stone michael grove ricky venasco Kevin Gowdy, Austin Gothier, Drew Avens, Ryan Ward. I mean, we, we've had a chance to actually sit down and have personal relationships with these guys. It, it was a fun day. It was a heck of a day. It was a great way to start the season off. So, hey, I'm going to stop right there, and we are going to say goodbye until we see you again, which will be tomorrow night. So, hey, thank you to everybody for tuning in, and go Dodgers.